Hey guys, welcome back. Another week, another podcast. Um, this week's podcast, we titled it uh, Tried by Fire, and we really just dove in into the topic of going through trials as Christians and what it means, what God is working through us, um, through these trials, and what kind of attitude we should have and why it's important for us as Christians to go through through these trials that build up our faith and make us stronger Christians. And we kind of shared some more personal um, things, personal testimonies. And um, we also opened up in James chapter 1 and First Peter chapter 1. Great um, passages that just talked about this topic. And we really hope it's an encouragement for you guys all and you, anyone who's going through trials to know that God is with us through everything. God bless you guys. What's up, guys? Welcome back to uh, City Lights Podcast. It's Victor and Vic. Hey, guys, what's up? Um, so, you know, going into our topic today, of, um, I just wanted to kind of explain where this kind of took, like how this sparked. And it was just um, just a time in my life where I'm going through kind of hard, hard some like, you know, trials, different things, and th- different things weighing on me. I'm coming back from missions, and just so many things from life are kind of hitting me at the same time. And um, I got into an accident a couple of days ago and and that just kind of like everything's piling up on me and, and I'm going through this I'm like God like I'm not used to this kind of stuff like why is this happening and um, one day on a Thursday uh, we have prayer every Thursday um, at 7 30 at our church and I was kind of late I was coming back from a worship practice and um, I come in and I you know my knees just hit the floor and I start like crying and I'm like you know, God, this this has been a really tough week, and I, I don't understand what's going on. Like I, I've been praying for you, God, to, to God to lead me, and 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 now it's like I, I feel like I'm not. I have no idea where I'm going and uh, where I'm being led. And um, and I start praying, and during the prayer, it's kind of like God opened up to me that um, I just I I whenever I I read like James, um. I guess I'll, ju- I'll just read the first couple verses. Um, it's James chapter 1, verses 2. This is my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into tr- various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And um, every other time I'd read that, I never realized what it was talking about and until I was praying this prayer, like, God, what's going on? And I realized, like, you know, these are this is something that God's um, just putting these trials in my life. And, I, and I'm seeing, like, you know, as a personal reason why I feel like those trials were happening. And I can see um, that God was trying to reach me about something. And, you know, he definitely got my attention. And um, I never realized what it meant to s- this passage, count it all joy. Because I always thought, you know, how how do you have these joy? How do you have joy through your trials? How do you be happy about something when you're having a hard time? Yeah, it's a it's definitely a topic or a, like a you know a question that I think almost every single Christian has had in their lives at some point or another. Like when you're in the midst of it, you know, when you're in the middle of you know something going on in your life, whether it's like you said, you know, you had a bad week or you know, you just feel like everything's not falling into place. Like, how do you find joy out of that? And I think we need to look at it a little bit differently because when we think of joy, we think of happiness. We think, 
you know, it's going to feel good. But it doesn't necessarily mean that. It doesn't necessarily, like, when it says to feel joy, it doesn't necessarily, to, uh, it's not necessarily talking about in the, about that trial or about this problem in your life. Because to be honest with you, we're not going to be able to face, to be happy all the time. There's just things in our life that are sad. And I think it, it talks about that a little bit in First Peter, I think, if you have it pulled up, where it even says you will feel grief about these things. Mm-hmm. But what it's saying, it's not saying to have joy in the trial, but it's saying have joy in the fact that you are a child of the living God, that you are saved by grace. That is where our joy lies. And ultimately, we will be spending eternity with him. And, and that's what we can have joy to. Yeah, amen. And a lot of times, like, I feel like we kind of try to... Tr- trick god or outsmart god in these situations where we you know we're going through trial and um we stumble or something stumble into like a a trial and we and we begin to say okay i see the trial and then you start like oh i'm so happy god thank you thank you thank you but in reality it's like it's not it's not really the reality you're not happy about it because it's it's an inconvenience for you but um the reason we are able to rejoice is is like you said and and we know that god's working in us and on us you know he he knows that he, the work he started in us he's going to finish he's going to complete it and um when we go through these trials this testing of our faith that's what we can have our joy in is that by the end jesus is making him making us more like him you know he's putting through these fire through the trial um and you know we kind of know this example of like um uh, a blacksmith making a sword you know he's putting it into the fire he's taking it out he's banging it with the hammer and every single blow is making you harder every time he heats up that hammer that uh that sword it's making it um harder and then he goes into and he, and he starts sharpening it. and every um uh you know every little thing just makes the sword more beautiful more sharp more useful more strong and that's the things we go through as christians yeah, and it's a beautiful example too. And just another one that came up to, came to my mind is like, like a tree, right? We're called to be uh, to pr- produce fruit us as Christians, and Jesus says that He is the vine and we are His branches. And later on in that same passage, I think it's in Matthew, uh, Jesus talks about what happens when a branch stops producing fruit mm-hmm. or stops producing the thing that we're made to do. And it says that he goes and he prunes that branch, or he he takes it and he removes it, and he casts it into the into the fire. But then he also for those that's for branches that don't produce anything. But for those who are producing things, he says he prunes them. And for those of you who don't know what that means, is uh, is when when you want a let's say I don't know a tree. We have a uh, a plum tree outside of our house, and my little brother's kind of a farmer or a gardener or whatever. So I I have a glimpse into this but he he goes and he when he wants a tree to produce more fruit it's already producing fruit but he wants more of it he goes and he cuts off the tops of the tree that's the stuff that just uh grew the new growth and what it does is it makes the the tree because by cutting it off the tops they literally cut off the tops leaves like a good maybe foot of it it makes it it forces it to use the energy that it would otherwise use to continue growing up and grow further out to produce fruit. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, you know, the details of that matters, but what matters is, uh, in this example, but what matters is we're, when we're producing fruit, we want to pr- start producing even more fruit, or the Lord wants us to produce more fruit. 
So what he'll do, he'll go and he starts pruning things in our lives. The things that he doesn't like, the things that, you know, that um, aren't pleasing to him, he starts going in and he starts cutting them out of our lives. He starts removing them so that we can produce more fruit. And I, when I heard this, this was actually from a sermon uh, this morning that I heard. And I'm like, wow, is that not what these trials are in our lives? Mm-hmm. Is that just not when we're going through a trial, when we're going through a hard time? Uh, is that not just God showing us and moving in through us to remove the things that are, aren't pleasing to him? Yeah. And, um, you know, my sister mentioned this at the prayer. Um, a lot of times we're so scared to pray that prayer to God work on us. God, you know, put me through these, these, uh, things that will make me stronger and make me more like you and, and test me and, and strengthen my faith. You know, if we, we, we like to pray that prayer, oh God, give me more faith. Well, we don't know what that takes. You know, we just think it's simple. God's going to hand it to us. like a, um, But a lot of times, it's not like that. You have to learn through these things. You have to learn um, through trials, through all these things that God brings you through. And those are the things that strengthen our faith. And like I think about it, it's like, why would you want to be a Christian that just sits there and does not grow? You know, if you don't, and the only way to grow is like maybe going through those trials, you yeah. know? Yeah, because you don't. There is no standing still in the Christian life, and I think we've said this before, but either you're either grown, you're either getting closer to God, or you're going away from Him. Mm-hmm. You can't just stand still. You can't be content with where you are in life. It's always you're going to be uh, going through these trials, and these trials will determine where, the, where you're going to go. Are you going to get closer to God? Are you going to have faith in Him? Or are you just going to give up and, and turn the other way and start walking back into the to where we came out of the world and things like that yeah it's like so many times you don't you don't understand what's going on and like like with me it was like i'm like on my last legs i'm like god why is this happening like i'm 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 trying like i i wanted to start out this year so strong and and start you know growing and and just flourishing and and you know what i mean and um that's something that we all want but um there's that's that's not what all Christianity is all about, you know. There's there's things we have to suffer for, like just as um, Jesus suffered, you know. We go through these trials, we go through these these um, different uh, different like um, things that may test us, may hurt us, may give us pain, but at the end of the day, we're becoming more like Christ. Absolutely, and you know, I feel like all of us have that same kind of idea or goal, like. We want to grow, especially with the new year. You know, you have your resolutions of what you want to change, what you want to do better on. Mm -hmm. But I would say just that's what exactly what's going on in your life. You prayed that prayer, but now it might not be how you expected to grow. It might not be, you know, what you expected to happen in your life where you're immediately going to have strong faith, where you're immediately going to have, you know, uh, everything that you asked for just without any time at all. But Mm -hmm. something that we need to realize is faith is not... You can't just snap your fingers and boom, you have faith. No, it's something that's built up. It's something that you need to physically grow in because, you know, faith is so important in a Christian life. And even how you said, like, you know, we want to, we want all of this. And, but when it actually starts happening to us, then we, then we are like, wait, you know, this is not what I wanted. This is not what I was thinking. Yeah. But then we just, that's that's an exactly that moment where we have to make that decision to trust in the Lord to keep our faith in God because even through the pain that we might be feeling here in our bodies which is temporary 
we need to continue to set our eyes onto Christ and and in him we'll have the joy we'll have the the motivation the ability to continue on as it says i think it's uh yeah in in in, in verse 3 of chapter 1 of James it says because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance mm-hmm. and endurance or patience what that really is in you know, in practical terms, it's the ability to continue going, mm-hmm. the the ability to continue living the Christian life. You know, it's not just, you know, it's always said that, uh, you know, we've heard that God will not tempt you beyond what you're, what you're able or um, the Lord will give you power. But what that actually means and what that actually looks like practically to have the power of the Lord working through you that, you know, where it says, cast all your burdens onto me and he'll carry them for you. Yeah. It's through exactly this. It's through trials and through the testing of our faith do we even get the ability, the power to to live the life that we live. Yeah, I mean, you take a look at First Peter chapter 1, verse 6. It says, In this you rejoice, through now for a little while, if, nef- if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And one thing that just amazes me about Paul is that you're reading these things, that he's in prison, you know, he's going through, he's getting stoned, he's getting spit out, you know, he's getting beat up, and he's going through all these things. And and I remember this one passage, uh, I don't know, I forgot where it's written, but he's sitting in, in prison and he doesn't call himself a prison, prisoner of, of the emperor. He says, I'm a prisoner of Christ. He doesn't see the, ch- the chains on his hands. He doesn't see the bars around him where, where he's at in life. But he sees that I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I'm a servant of Jesus. That's the only thing I am right now. Not a prisoner of the emperor, no matter where I am. It's just the same thing that we are. No matter where we are, it's not, it's not our position in Christ. You know, we may be going through trials and, and, and that, but that's not what, um, that's not the measure of our faith. If we're going through trials, it's not that, oh, we have little faith, but our, our measure is, you know, where we put our faith in and we know that God never fails us. And he's, um, and just as Paul was, um, is having this joy, having these, just worshiping through his pain, worshiping through these trials. It just amazes me that, you know, that's what I aspire to be as a Christian. Yeah, exactly. Because Apostle Paul, he recognized the fact that Christ is all he needs. Mm-hmm. And in, in whatever he may be, whatever you know, the devil tries to throw at him, whether it's prison, whether it's being mocked or you know, surrounded by mobs wanting to kill him, he has the faith that where it's where it's if it's not the Lord's time for me to go, then it's not the Lord's time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you look at that and you think, well, that's easy enough in words or in, in the you know, as it's written, but when it comes into our life, when, you know, when we're surrounded by that mob or when we're going through this trial, it could even be all just all in our, all in our heads, you know, and cause you know, devil can send us thoughts our way. But when we're in the midst of that, you know, when we're in the middle of, you know, this, uh, just hardship in our life, it's not as easy to, to, uh, just, you know, say that God's in control and trusting God mm-hmm. because, I mean, we can't see God. We can't, we can't, you know, God's not something physical that we can explain. And that's so hard for our minds to, 
to to grasp and i think that's that plays a big role in why we have doubts and why we don't you know run to jesus first or run to god first it's just because we don't understand him or we're unable to understand him yeah um and like i think about these things like how you look at so many stories in the bible and how do you not um like when you're in the trials how do you not look at them and say like look at these bars around me look what i'm going through you know how do we how do we keep that that joy how do we keep that um our our eyes on christ and not on what's in front of us the mountain in front of us yeah and and eve oh wait sorry can you ask the question again um so how how do we keep our eyes on jesus christ and our joy and our faith in jesus christ when there's a mountain in front of us how do we or a trial that we're in facing i think it takes faith i mean you know, to put it simply, but what does that actually mean? What does it mean, you know, to have faith in the, in God, even though there's this mountain in our way? It's just understanding who you are in Christ, mm-hmm. that saying that I am a child of God. And no matter, God said that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, jump, and it will jump or mm-hmm. cast itself into the sea. And I believe it's the same thing here. When you're going through that trial, you know, if you have the faith in God that, that he is who he says he is, you can tell this mountain to jump. You can say, you know, cast yourself into the sea, and it'll do that for yeah. you. Yeah, it's like that song we sang with our choir, Who Are You, Great Mountain? Yeah. You know, it's like we know who we are in Christ. We know what he's done on the cross, that he's won every battle. He's finished every single, you know, destroyed every sin. He, every problem we face, he is above it all. And he's, a lot of times it may it may seem like what I was thinking, like, God, I, I asked you to lead me, and I have no idea where I'm going now. You know, I asked you to lead me and I, I lost sight of your hands. But through the whole thing, he's carrying me through everything. And I see his hand working in in my life and through every step, he's there. He's guiding me, you know, even though we don't see it or may not feel it, he's there. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I just uh, wanted to read a verse out of the same, same chapter that we were just reading from First Peter chapter 1. It's uh, in, in verse 8. It says, though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him. And you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, whatever you're going through, whatever problem in your life it is, when you are founded in Christ, when you are saved by his grace, that is the ultimate goal that no, Mm -hmm. nothing else can can knock you off your feet when in terms of that goal you know you might stumble you might you know trip up a little bit but you get right back up and you continue marching on toward the goal you continue running that race you know it's it's a uh, it's the the end goal of our lives is that is meeting up with Jesus in heaven mm-hmm. you know whether yeah. that be by rapture or when we uh pass on into eternity but like you, you see, it's just amazing how we, it's even though we don't see him, we believe. And because of that belief, we have uh, inexpressible and glorious joy. Yeah. And it's like it's like that conference we, we just went to this weekend or past like yesterday and the day before. It's, like, it's called Run the Race. You know, the race of life. There's going to be so many bumps. There's going to be different things that we that we run into, you know. But I think as Christians, we kind of have that choice of what Christian, what type of Christian we're going to be. Are we going to be ones that pray 
and, and ask God to change us, to make us more like him? Are we going to rejoice in those trials? Are we going to know that, you know, I may face these trials. I may have things that um, are going to be in my way. But at the end of all, I'm becoming more like Christ. And I'm, I'm being his hands and feet. And this morning I heard a sermon. Uh, and the preacher said, um, he was preaching about Mary. And how the when the angel came to her, what she agreed to do. You know, he came and said, you know, you're going to bear a son. And what, and she said, um, how can this be since I do not know a man? Um, you know, and, and the angel said, you know, the Holy Spirit's going to come and you're going to conceive this. And in and, and verse 38 of Luke chapter 1, it says, Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of, of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. It's like, you think about it, Mary is like a teenager, 15 years old. She's about to become pregnant before knowing a man, before she's a virgin. She's not married. She, um, well, like what? In, uh, um, yeah, so it's like, you think about it, like what teenagers don't think about what their friends are going to think? What, you know, sh she has parents. And back in, in, even now, but even more back in those days, if you go into um, a marriage and you've uh, committed adultery, Joseph can legally take a stone and start stoning her and, and people will follow because that's the, the, that's the penalty for that. It was death back in the day. And um, there's so many things that she's agreeing to. Like even like when when Jesus was being born, he mentioned that she's going through the town of Bethlehem where her family, both their families were, and they couldn't find a place to stay because, you know, they, they were thinking like, oh, Mary's child's illeg illegitimate, whatever. Um, but she agreed to all these things, knowing what was in front of her, knowing what she's going to face. But she says, yes, Lord, I am your maidservant. Let it be according to your word, according to your will. And I think if we take that attitude as Christians, is saying, God, I know these trials will come. I know things will come, but I, I want to be your hands and feet. I want to be, um, I'm a slave to you. I'm a prisoner to you. And I want to become more like you. And, no, and and understanding that these are the things that it's going to take. We have might have to face trials. might have to do the, go through these tests to strengthen our faith. We might have to feel that heat and feel the hammer banging on us sometimes. But at the end of all, we're becoming more like Christ. And he's making us more like him. And he, and he will be able to use us to greater depths. Absolutely. And I think that just works perfectly with like the, the part of the verse that you read in first Peter, where it says tested or tried or refined mm -hmm. by fire, whatever, depending on your uh, translation. And if you think about it, like we need to be refined as Christians because yeah. we're not perfect and we won't be perfect until the end of our lives. And we are, uh, you know, glor taken up in our glorified bodies alongside Christ. So what that means, what that looks like in our lives is the entirety of our lives from the moment that we give our lives to Christ to the moment that we leave this earth. It's, it's a process. It's, we're being tried. We're being refined, you know, purified, God is uh, using trials and using just various things in our life to mold us and to shape us to be more like Christ. Mm -hmm. And that is ultimately the end goal is to be like Christ. Yeah, amen. And um, I know it's hard and, you know, I pray that this was just an encouragement for you guys. Like understanding that 
we don't want to be the Christians that just sit there and sit in the pews and have a comfortable life. And, you know, we, we pray, oh, just God, just bless my family. But we're scared to, to go through these trials. And when they do, we have weak faith. But we want to be those Christians that through the trials, we have the faith that Jesus Christ is with us and he's making us more like him. And that um, through the trials that we face, we know that God is with us through it all and he's working on us. So just want to encourage you guys with that. Yeah, God bless you guys.